and welcome to episode 7 of the WNL show. Aaron Clark here once again and we are back after a short break. And on today's show, I'll be joined by P-Mans United forward Amber Barrett, the 2016 Golden Boot winner. We'll discuss P-Mans return to winning ways after a run of three games without victory. The Donegal native also discusses her reasons why she left the Donegal Ladies football panel earlier in the year. She will also discuss the upcoming World University Games where Ireland depart for Taiwan on Friday. Next up, I'll be joined by Galway WRC boss Billy Cleary, who will discuss his side's 1-0 victory against UCD, as well as taking a look at the weekend's clash with Wexford. Plus, he will also chat about the club's strength and conditioning programme. Finally, I'll be joined by Cork City women's manager Frank Callagher, who reflects on his side's defeat to Shelburne, plus looking ahead to the upcoming FAI Cup game against Lakeward, as well as discussing the new signing of Christina Dream. Before we speak to Amber, I would like to take this time to congratulate Emma Byrne on her fantastic international career. 134 caps is no easy feat, and what she done for the Irish women's team earlier on in the year during the protest with the FAI was remarkable and fantastic considering she knew she hadn't got long left. Lastly, Katie McCabe has been announced as the Ireland captain, and I'd like to congratulate Katie on her role. I know she's only 21, but I think she'll make a great captain in the years, come, years to come, and I look forward to watching her develop. Especially since she's gone along to Glasgow, she'll get plenty of game time and keep developing, and I look forward to her turning from a major prospect into an international superstar. Delighted this day to be joined by Amber Barrett. Amber, welcome to the show. Hi, Aaron. How's things? Not too bad yourself. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll start off with yesterday, since the most recent thing. An important win for PML yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Huge win yesterday. Um, suppose we've had a couple of poor results the last couple of weeks. You know, we'd um, dropped a couple of points against UCD and Wexford and losing to Galway, of course. So nice to get back to winning ways. Both of them games, though, against UCD and Wexford. In particular, you could have got all three points instead of taking a point each. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I think more so probably towards the, you know last week. Um, we trained up at half time, probably quite comfortable. But at the same time, UCD were never kind of out of the game even up two 0 up. And I suppose the, the Wexford game as well was just to be honest. I think a draw probably did suit best both teams because I think it was probably ideal for both teams. But um, um, oh yeah, I'm delighted. Look. It's good that you're competing against these teams. You know, a couple of couple of years ago, to get a draw to them teams would have been massive, and now we're getting disappointed with the dropping points. So it just shows how far we've come. If if you look at the Wexford game in particular, you had two chances laid on. Did you think you, either of them were in when Sophie Lennon pulled off two fantastic saves? Yeah, the first one I think was probably no. The, the, I think the first one was probably the the best of the two saves now because she just got literally fingertips to it, and it was it was some save like. But um, oh, I think the house would have come down if one of them had a went in now. But we were we were unlucky too. No, I was talking to Noel Keeley after that game, and he said to me that uh, he was up that end of the pitch, and he said she literally got a fingertip to it. Anything less than it would have been in. Like you, you just, yeah. it's just your instinct when it when it comes to chances like that. You just basically oh, took, took a touch, yeah, and right? Yeah, I know. And uh, all fairness, you know, Sophie's Sophie's come on leaps and bounds since she's been involved with Wexford last year too, and. Uh, that was, it was just a, it was ridiculous because she got back so quickly too. Like it's, it was just one of those that, as, as Noel said, if it, maybe it had been half an inch higher, she mightn't have got anything to it now. But fortunately for Westford, she did. Now, unfortunately for for me, she she did as well. Like so. How far do you feel you have come on personally this season with with the with the running games? Because we we've seen in recent seasons where you might not played as much for soccer, whereas this season you played every game. How have you found coming? You've come on from leaps in that sort of period. Well, I suppose as most say most people would know that I, I left the Donegal panel earlier on in the in the season. I um suppose with the World University Games coming up I was, you know, Colin becoming the new manager that I suppose I wanted to give myself the best opportunity to try and, you know, put myself back into the, the running to get into the, the senior side and look, I haven't missed a game for now I missed, I did must have missed two games early on this season of Thrillmas, but by that there I've played every game this season and I think it was similar in the short season we had last year between September and December I think I didn't miss any games there and I think I got a good run of form going because I was playing so consistently and I find it myself this year as well that I'm I'm playing so consistently that I can see myself improving all the time. Like, and I'm doing a lot of work at home myself, and I think I can I can feel getting fitter and stronger for each game that goes on. You know, I'd say I'm probably in many ways probably in the best shape I've been since coming into the national league. You know, so look, I've loads loads more work to do, but I'm to be honest, I'm happy with how I am at the minute. That must have been a big decision, though, for you to leave the Donegal panel, especially considering like they won Ulster last year, then beginning to in another Ulster final this year, where. I think they won the Ulster again this year. Like it must have been a huge decision to leave that sort of environment. It was huge, and I, I think it's it's difficult for people to understand. I think to be honest, until people have been involved with the county setup, they will understand that 
it is like a family because of course you're all from the same place you know you're representing your county and it is a massive honour and especially that group of players like I've been playing county now since I was 16 so like it's been a it's been a, a long five years for me and look as you said it wasn't an easy decision um probably a decision I needed to make for either soccer or Gaelic because I was given 50% commitment to both and I wasn't getting the most for myself out of it out of it anyway but look that Donegal team is going to go on to do well this year like I, I don't doubt that at all and probably that there you know itself is probably going to be hard to take it you know when they do go on to be successful but at the same time at the minute I don't regret any decision that I've made you know I've made the university team and I'm on track for what I want to do at the minute you know so look I made a decision based on I needed to make it and I stand by it at the minute now so I've no regrets. Do you think that if you possibly were playing closer to home it might have been easier to, to multitask with both of them? Like we've seen Lucy is playing Lucy McCartan playing soccer and a bit of Gaelic football as well. Do you think the fact that the clubs are so far apart and you've been down in Minute for college for the last couple of years it sort of made it harder to commit to either? Yes and no. I think that to be honest and I do think that you know, ideally, maybe if you were speaking, if they were closer, you could have maybe been able to jump between the both. But at the same time, if you want to play either at a high level, you have to be one hundred and fifty percent committed to both or to whatever you want to do. Um, like if if I was going to attempt, even if I was close, if there was a club closer to home, still playing nationally, there's going to be games we're done all of game weekends we're done all of games and weekends we're Piedmont or whoever would have games. So. I was going to jump between the two, and to be honest, it's impossible to do both. And look, Lucy does. Look, Lucy has been fortunate too. You know, she's missed any any weekend where she's had a game for Westmead. She has she hasn't had a game for Pima, which is lucky, you know. And I think that could have been quite similar for me as well. But you didn't want it to turn around. Then what happens when there is a weekend where there is games on the same day in two different places? Like who do you who do you commit to then? Like that's and you cause for I've caused fallouts with Pima for the last couple of years because I know there's been days when I know ideally there was the, the cup final a couple of years ago I know I went to play Donegal on the day of the game and Piedmont got beat I think Katie McCabe scored the winner in extra time but I know Piedmont were leading most of that game and I'd like to think that if you know if I hadn't chose to go away to Gaelic that we could have had another good chance of winning the game but I decided that time and I didn't regret my decision at the time but look I think when you're with a club you need to commit and I think you need to give everybody the effort and respect they deserve and it's not fair to be jumping between the both so look I'm, I've, I've done it now I've finally after a long time of kind of hemming and hawing I've done it and I'm quite content with everything at the minute You say like when Colin Bell become manager did Colin speak to you much about the decision about having to commit to one or the other? No not really like uh, I I did, I did speak to Colin briefly, but he, I think Colin spoke to a couple of people he knew that was involved with um, Gaelic, and he didn't. He, like he never ever said you need to go and stop playing Gaelic, but he did say that if, you know to give yourself the best opportunity, at whatever. He said you have to commit to one, and he said if you want to go and play Gaelic, you know go, but you have to commit to it. And like he was a hundred percent, you know, he never said anything dictated what I needed to do. But um, at the same time, you know, he was he was very helpful, saying that if you do commit to soccer, you know, you are going to give yourself a good opportunity now. So now that opportunity, you know, as of yet, there's nothing come up yet. But I know that if I keep scoring goals in that league, hopefully that I will be able to get into the into the team. You seen like you played yesterday for Piedmont, and I was talking to you earlier on. And as we're recording this, it's Monday evening. You're in work today. You're in with Kenny yesterday, and you're back in work in Donegal. That's some travelling though to do in the space of 24 hours, then to go back to work. I know. It wasn't probably ideally there. Uh, it was back late enough last night too, just from where we got off, where we were in Thomastown yesterday back to the airport was quite, I didn't, I got late bus last night. So it wasn't ideally to be back now, but I only have a couple of days left to work because of, of obviously, because we are going away this weekend. And look, it's a commitment I made. And, you know, at the start, probably ideally, if I hadn't made my decision for Donegal so late, there could have been a possibility I could have stayed in Dublin for the summer. But look, that was the way it goes. And I love being home and I love my job and I love working here. And, you know, what? I think it brings you a bit back down to earth too, that you do have to go and have a, have a life outside of football as well. So... It's uh, not too bad. I read it. I read an interesting article actually today about another Donegal person, Jason Quigley, saying that when he because he's been back home the last couple of months, and he says sometimes you need to have that opportunity away from home as well. That you know when you go away from home, it's all business. Whereas when you're at home, you can also have that life away from football. Oh yeah, I I probably agree with that as well. Like I know there's times when I'm in college, especially that I spend a lot of time in college, and it could be five, six, seven weeks maybe before I would come home because of games and different <clears throat> different commitments. <coughs> it's nearly like. A, 
a refreshment to come home. You know, you, you completely cleanse yourself. You come home, you see your parents or whatever, brothers, sisters, whatever it may be. And it's just so nice to be home. And, like, it's very hard to describe it, you know, because it's different for people living in Dublin. You know, they might be away for a couple of days from home. But to go five or six weeks away from home, is, it is a lot. And I think I always get to the stage where I find that I do get... I need to go home for myself because I find I kind of get a good nearly like I just re-energize myself and ready to go again. Like, and I think that's a big thing with being at P Mount as well. That P Mount are very lenient with me in that regard. That you know when I do said to James during the year, even when in college, I said James, look, it's Thursday evening, but I'm going to go home. I'm not going to be training tonight. I'll go home. You know, recharge batteries. I'll be back up on Tuesday, and he was always 100% behind that and supported that decision because he's seen that it did give me a bit of a, a boost again to come back down. Um, but as I said, there's no place like home. So when Donegal's a different kettle of fish altogether too. Has it worked out quite well that James O'Callaghan has been your manager at Piedmont and your club manager as well because he sees the work you're doing away from the club side with the college side. So it's a means that you get these sort of leeways. Whereas if it was two different managers, they mightn't speak to each other. Whereas now James is 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 in both camps, so he can see that you're working hard with the college. Whereas then he, as you said, he gives you the bit of leniency to let you go home for a couple of days. Oh yeah, I I 100% agree with that. And James has been absolutely fantastic in that regard. You know, he never ever he never you know pushed us in a way that he would say, look, you're training tonight, you're training tomorrow, I'm training next, I'm training five six times a week. Like he was always, you know, you got your rest, you got your recovery. Now he um he, he did encourage you as much as you could, if, even if you had a game for minutes on the Tuesday, even to go up to the training on the Tuesday night just to be with the group, never to participate. But oh, he's always 100%. He's so good and he's so switched on. And I find James is very good. at managing that like down to a T like and I think all the girls would agree with that too. As like there's girls as well that are doing the the fast game in Dublin as well, the football and you know there's days they might have games during the day as well and James understands that and he says, Look, get yourselves up to training tonight. You don't need to do any training but just to be there and he is he's spot on with that now in fairness to him. Like even just that, just having the girls around if they're not training, it does it like it keeps the camaraderie there. Like the eye was up at a few sessions last year. And you just see like the atmosphere there is there's a great atmosphere amongst the camp. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, 100%. And I, I do think about Paymount is one of the things I will say is I find it's a very close-knit group and I think that's hugely important and I think that is because I suppose one of the big things is that the girl, most of the girls are so young. A lot of the girls have kind of grown up playing football together but I think everybody has the same respect and understanding for everybody's situation. You know, I know Louise was had a, a tough year with her Masters this year. You know, she was finishing her final year in her Masters and, you know, there was days that maybe there might have been, there was a two-week period. I think she was doing her um, thesis and we didn't see her but, like, the girls know and understand that and, you know, Louise was always the first one in in the chat to say, look, girls, I'm caught up at work at the minute but I'll be there next week and if she didn't get up to train she would have been there one of the nights to get up and just to kind of Get, a, get, a, get away from her work for herself and I suppose to, to be up for the girls as well because you always like to see people you know coming up as well you know when there's even if they're injured or whatever it's good as you said it's good for the kind of the bond of the team and I think we've got a, got a good system going at the minute you got you had a change of captaincy this season hasn't really affected the side in, in terms of as you said like Louise and Claire the two are the same nearly similar people so it hasn't really affected the side it's just been basically an armband passed around to the team hasn't it oh yeah 100% and uh, look I suppose as well in many ways Claire's been pretty much you know biggest asset for the last few years you know Claire's been a pretty much all her life and it was nothing to do with Claire in any way like just the boys felt that they wanted a change it was just nearly like a clean slate and it was, Claire's role has not changed Claire is still you know she's still the girl in the dressing room demanding you know the attitude demanding the respect of everybody and she's still the, the go-to from everybody like it's as you said it's just the armband has passed on and all fairness to Louise Louise has done exceptionally well since she's come in because Look, Piedmont's a huge, huge club. And you look at the names of players that have played for Piedmont, and it is a huge club. And it's a huge honour to captain Piedmont. Like, and Louise would say that herself. And I think she's dealt with it exceptionally well. And, you know, she's she, you know she's still the same girl she was when she wasn't captain last year. Look, and her performances on the field are a huge a te- a testament to that. And I suppose shows you how big a player she is for us. You know, our first game without her this year, we got beat 5-1. So... Look, she's a massive player and she's out injured at the minute, but hopefully now after these uh, couple of weeks break that she'll be back involved with us again. We've seen like last season possibly there would have been a bit of change in the back line. Players would have chopped and changed, but Louise was always the one constant. And every game, people were always talking about her last year. 
is it only a matter of time, possibly, before she gets some sort of recognition for her performance? I, I, I think so as well. Like, Louise is tremendously hardworking as well in everything she does. I think she's just so solid back back there for us that she's just an instrumental person to have in the team. And I think Chloe and her this season have been ridiculously good for us. Like, and they're so important to have. And I think when, you know, when Louise got injured and, and was unfortunate not to play, I think it took Chloe as well a wee bit to get used to playing with somebody else because you do de- you do develop and understand and, and work with when you're beside the same person and um, like Lucy or Chloe would say that herself that uh, you know it took her a wee while to get used to not having Louise there and like Louise is a mature good head and like she's an experienced head to have with her as well and um, look I hope that Louise gets the recognition she deserves because I think at times that she doesn't get it get what she deserves but hopefully now it'll be great to have her involved as well. Another question, Tally, about your back four. How was Chloe Maloney not won the Player of the Month award yet? Uh, do you know what? There's a, there's a long list of questions that I could ask every weekend. Do you know what? Again, the girl doesn't get the credit she deserves. And again, another tremendously hard-working person. And just, if you, if you kind of seen her in training, you'd, you'd wonder too, because she's so, she's so laid back and chilled out. And, even, you know, in training, some of the, t- the tackles she'd be pulling out, she's such a good reader of the ball and, Look, as you said, how she has them on it, I don't know. To be honest, you'd question it sometimes, but look, I know Chloe. Chloe's going to keep plugging away, and as long as Pimers are winning, I'd say Chloe's content. I think Lucy's the first person in a while for Pimers to actually get one of these awards when she got one for the month of June. Yeah, I think Ella, I don't know if I'm not right in saying this, I think Ella won it too at the start of the season as well, I think. I must check it. I must check into it. I, I think she did. Uh, oh, but like, no, Eleanor got, did. Eleanor get something for the colleges. Eleanor got something for the colleges. I, I oh, well, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was probably it. Uh, but uh, like again, like Lucy got it. And in fairness, I think Lucy is the most undervalued player in the league, hands down. I think she's so good and she's so important. To us. Lucy isn't a girl. You know, she's not a, She's not one of the, the names you'd think about if you're going through and the, the list of players in the league. The girl is ridiculous. She would slot into any team in the league not about it and her work rate is absolutely ridiculous and to be honest I think that's a wee bit of GEA in her as well you know the, the dogged attitude and look I'm delighted for her to win that it's just a little thing of what she deserves you know she deserves mountains of praise but again no one say she look that would have went straight over her head and onto the mantelpiece and away she went again like the goal against Shelburne epitomises the determination that she has like she lost the ball I think two or three times and still regained it before finishing past Amanda like, oh, I, I know, and you know, we were all saying it too after the game. I don't think there's anybody you would have wanted to have scored that goal other than Lucy because her work rate was ridiculous throughout the game. And you know, she was she was her and Roma had quite a good battle that day. And you know, Roma, of course, another top draw player. And you know, Lucy did her. Lucy was you know maintaining Roma to the best she could. And I thought the work rate she put in and the amount of ground she covered that day. I think that. The goal that she scored only was more than deserving of her work rate that day. Just moving away from just the thought about that, see whether you're back home for the summer, how is your whole training regime working while you're at home? Are you training with a club back home or what do you do to keep fit? Well, yeah, I've been training a lot as well. You know, I suppose it's ideal. It's it's not, you can't really compare training at home to training with, you know, with your club down down in Dublin. I've put in a lot of work now, and I must say over the, the summer, it's been it's been hard as well, because it's hard to train at your own at times. I've been in, involved with the boys team too when I can, and I've been given a programme to do as well over the summer, which I have been doing. And I've been training a lot with my dad as well, and, you know, he's, you know, looked after a lot of a lot of good Gaelic teams as well so like I've been doing a lot of the running side with him and um, I can see huge huge um, what's the word huge huge improvements pr- improvements uh, that's over the summer now and I think it's something I needed to do I think um, in, in college you see it's very easy to get into a routine of having a very good social life and I think Amber needed to get away from that and I think she did and thankfully so because I'm very very content with everything and the minute sport has been is going very well and you know I'm putting in a lot of work and I'm very content with how things are at the moment you know so we're, we're plugging away nicely now so of course long long way to go yet but we're getting there and it's slow and steady you know one person who'll be disappointed to see you finish in minute is Lauren Keeley the two years and ever apart from each other but what's next oh, I, what's next for I, you in I, terms of college wise are you finished with college or what's happening now no I have and I'm starting a masters of education now in in September in DCU so that's going to be an interesting one, and I got a I got a brief warning from James yesterday too. I'm not allowed to play against Minnesota this year, so uh, <laughs> I'll have I'll have to miss them games this year. 
But uh, oh no, yeah, what Lauren too. I'll have her. Um, I've had her tortured all summer. Anytime I've been down for Piedmont this year, I've been staying with her now. And I've had it was probably best I wasn't down last weekend. You know, if that game had went any different, it might have been a quiet house between herself and Noel. So, ah uh, yeah. So look, looking forward to going into this year in September. Huge, another huge step for me. Like that's what I want to go on to do secondary teaching now. So. Hopefully it all works out. You'll have you'll also the thing is though, with, with playing with P Mount there still won't be such a major issue for you getting to the club for the fact that you have a few players and Vinny comes from comes from the north side. So you like you'll oh, have yeah. you'll always have that opportunity, Sarah. You won't be stuck from get, getting in like you were getting in from like you're getting in from minute. You'll always have oh, an op- and help for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. And it's you know, it's easy for like the East Street in the middle of the town and I think probably one of the biggest advantages I've had this last couple of years is I find I've kind of got an idea of where I am as well in terms of the scale of Dublin and I know P P Mount's not that far. I'd say it's about not, I'd say it's probably the same from from Manus to Manus to P Mount as it is from DC to P Mount or to P Mount yet. Yeah. So um, look, as you said, there's loads of girls out this way anyway, and I'll get sorted. Like so, I won't be worried about anything like that there. Now. I suppose the only thing is the season will be kind of finishing when I'm going into going back into college, like and it won't be starting then again to the following March. So I'll probably miss the majority of my college. College um won't be do, won't be going over and back to Piedmont now. So uh, look, well, as you said, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it now. So you must be excited for the weekend. The university games. You fly off to. Where is this? I can't even think of the country. Where is it going? But like, Ty, we're going to Taiwan. Taiwan. Um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a huge opportunity, isn't wait. it? Oh, I can't wait, Arna. It's, um, it's been a long time coming. You know, we've been in training now since, I'd say, the start of June. Maybe we troll tries from May through, all of May through, and then I think the first training was in June, and we've met up now very, very rare, or very, um, so nearly every week, I think we've met up since we've, since then, and, um, so it's a great group of girls going away, and look with Colin again involved. We're going to be um, we're going to be wanting to do well over there, and you're going to be pushing to do to get um, to get on the podium. You know, like it's a huge honour to go over there to represent your country, of course. And look, everybody's excited now. The countdown's been on for the last couple of weeks, you know, and the group chat's been going mental as well the last couple of days. Everybody's getting ready now. So look, it's going to be a huge, huge honour to go out there and. If we get over the long haul flight, I think we'll be doing all right now. But uh, I think we'll do all right over there too. I was chatting with Eleanor Ryan Doyle the other day. She was saying it's two eight-hour flights. It's quite a long trip over. But oh good... yeah, it's it's the flights. I suppose the flights the biggest battle. Then I suppose the heat as well. I think nearly one of the girls was saying this evening. It's nearly forty degrees at the moment. That's not including the humidity now. So we're going to see how we we survive with all that. Now here's a question: Have you packed any under armors? Because you're you're awful. You're always have them on. Most games you'll have an Under Armour on. Have you packed any Under Armours for the trip? <laughs> no, no, we're not. No, well, no upper body Under Armours anyway. We, we were instructed to um to get on the under shorts for us as, as much as we can anyway. Now, oh God, no, I'll, I think I'll survive without the long sleeve for a wee while now. So um, don't think I'd be able to deal with the forty degree heat, humidity, and an Under Armour at the same time. Could be a good opportunity though for yourself to to link up with another top striker in the women's national league. With Clara Reardon. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And again, you're on training with these people, you know, and you can just you kind of get their vibes off them as well. And Claire's been involved with the seniors now consistently this last three years, and you know you go in and her attitude and training is spot on all the time. And some of the goals she scores on training is, you know, you, you couldn't even describe them. You know, it's ridiculous, and you can see that's why she's doing so well then for Wexford at the weekend. She's scoring that many goals as well. Of course, looking forward to playing, being involved with Claire. And there's a long list of players in, in this group that are going that are all involved, have been involved with the seniors and, you know, girls that I think will be pushing for the seniors in the next few months. And, look, you, you know, you get you have, to, you have a work rate to go with now. And there's some of the girls, like for me, looking up with Claire, um, Claire who has been in with the seniors has been capped. You know, of course, for me, I'm that's what I'm aspiring to do. So I'm looking at Claire for me as a role model as well. So I have to see how she does things as well. So again, another quality player in the league. It'd be a good opportunity though to impress Colin Walton. Oh yeah, it's of course it's you know, I think a lot of the girls will say that they want you know, they want to perform as best as they can, you know, especially with Colin there, but at the same time, Aaron and I mean this in the most um the best respect way, that I'm not worried about, you know, whether Colin's happy at the end of the day as long as the team are winning you know what I mean so um, it's important for us to realise that we're going out there to a tournament to, to try and win the tournament like we're not going over there to have a holiday you know if I wanted to go to Taiwan for a couple of weeks I would but we're going there it's going to be hard work for the three weeks and we want to do well and you know look I think with hard work will come good results and I think with good results you'll have a happy manager and if you have a happy manager then 
to see then where that will take us. Are you delighted not to be missing any women's national league games? We see the game, the two, the game against Shelburne. You have another game called off, and your league cup semi finals called off. Are you happy not to be missing oh, any games? Yes, absolutely delighted because I feel that not just for Piedmont, but I think in the league in general, there's a good chunk of girls are missing, would be missing games, and I'd hate for the league to be decided on the back of you know the likes of myself, Claire and Eleanor be missing for Piedmont, or Claire and Avian and Ashing be missing for Wexford and. Like uh, UCD have six girls away, so you couldn't imagine, you know, them playing their league games as well. Um, of course, for us personally, you know, we're we're in the, a fight for the title at the minute, so you know we want to be there at every single game. And thankfully, you know, the league did. We're respecting of the girls that went away, and you know, we got the games off. And when we get, you know, as James was saying, to make sure that we won't be coming back with any injuries when we go away as well. Um, so we'll have to be looking after ourselves, but. First things first is we go over to Taiwan, you know, win gold medals over there and then we'll come home and then we'll worry about, worry about the league. It's quite interesting that, like, we've seen with the protest with the Women's National League team earlier in the year, that this is the first year that the university squad, the players don't actually have to, to fork out the large chunks of money to go and represent the country. It's quite a, a weight lifted off players' shoulders, that, isn't it? Because it can be quite expensive. It, 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 it is, yeah. Um, I suppose, I think one of the girls was saying that I think they had to raise a grand, I think, to go to the last one. And I suppose for a college student, that's a huge amount of money. And it's, it's yes, you know, I know it was sponsored, but it's very hard to get, raise that amount of money too. And I think it would have been quite difficult for me at home to raise that amount of money as well. But look, obviously delighted, you know, delighted that we don't have to fund it in many ways. You know, it's it's good that the college and the Student Sport Ireland are going to join, join forces and to help the girls out and help all the athletes out like it's not just the football players that are going out too I think there's uh, athletics golf and swimmers going out as well so they're all going to be also looked after and I think it's deserving you know you're going over to represent the country in, in many ways and you know it's it's not saying that it should be free but you know it is a huge honour to do that and a thousand euros is a lot of money of course but um, as you said earlier with the strides that were taken during the year with the the reimbursements for the, the ladies national team it's just a huge it's another stepping stone in the right direction isn't it for Irish sport last thing I'm going to finish with you on is this week we see Wexford will play their two games in hand Piedmont on top of the table after the victory yesterday you'll be keeping a close eye on the Wexford results this week Wednesday's game against Shelburne and then a home to go on Saturday oh yeah of course um, of course uh, they have their, their two games in hand now they idle this weekend but I think you know Wexford will will happily admit as well that they have two tough games this weekend. Going playing Shelburne is never ever an easy game, no matter who they've playing or who they've on. And look, Shelburne, Shelburne are not that they're not out of the league yet. There's four teams that can win the league still, and Shelburne are right up there. And you know they get a result, they get straight back into the mix as well. Um, Western playing Galway as well, especially with a couple of girls missing. I know both teams have a couple of girls missing at the weekend. And, it's going to be a huge game for both teams and look you know of course keeping an eye on it but not going to lose any sleep over it either you know there's still five games left for us in the league so we have to do our business as much as anybody else and hopefully hopefully the results will go our way anyway but like you, you say like Galway's not an, e- an easy game Yous have lost to Galway recently UCD have lost to Galway recently and Shelburne have also dropped points to Galway recently so Galway are really on the rise oh hugely and I think that's I think even one of the Galway girls was saying to us as well that she just thinks that the problem with Galway is that they're terribly inconsistent. You know, they can go out one week and they beat us 5-1 and then the week before they were beat 1-0 by Kilkenny, you know, and it's just, it just there's no explanation for it. And Galway are a huge team and Galway's one of them teams that it's a nightmare to get to play them because they're always so compact and they're so well organised and they're very hard to break down and... Look, as you said, they're picking they're picking points off all the so-called top teams at the minute, and they're going to keep doing it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of games left in the league, and anybody could win this win this title. You know, so the likes of Galway and the likes of Cork are going to be taking results off the big teams, and that makes it more interesting. Amber, thank you very much for your time, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck in your trip to Taiwan, and no. hopefully, it's a, an excellent competition for Ireland. No bother at all, Aaron. Thank you very much for having me on. A very interesting chat there with Amber. I totally agree with her. And she says she's probably the fittest she's been since she came into the Women's National League. Every time I see her, every time I've seen her play this season, she's just been better and better. Her ability to keep defences on their toes for ninety minutes has been fantastic. And I really think an Ireland call up is only a matter of time away. I'm sure I speak on behalf of most of the football people in Ireland and wishing both the men and women's university team the very best of luck over the next few weeks. But next up I chat to Goy's Billy Cleary. I'm joined again at this stage by Goy's Billy Cleary. Billy, welcome back to the show. Another good win for your side at the weekend? Yeah, it was a great win, you know. Um, I thought overall, 
fully deserved the victory, you know, um, against UCD, I suppose. We played them earlier on in the season and we got a result up there, you know, there might have been an element of luck about it, but I don't think that was the case the weekend, you know, we created a number of chances and to be honest, I think we, we could have scored another, another one or two goals, you know. Even even though the fact that like when you played up there, you said yourself you had to sit back. Where this game you you were able to create a lot more chances. That must be more pleasing that you you're showing that against the bigger sides that you're creating the chances rather than having to sit back and try counter attack. Yeah, well, I think overall in all aspects of the game we're improving overall. You know, defensively and offensively. You know, so I think the knock on effect is you know we're defending well and the ball goes forward and the ball retention is a lot better in the group. So. The knock-on effect is we get further up the pitch and we create more chances. So I think that's uh, overall we're just improving in general as a team, you know. From going from a side who would have struggled against Dublin teams in recent seasons, you've had a hell of a hell of a last three home games against Dublin sides. You've taken seven points from a possible nine. Yeah, but look, that's part of the course. I think overall in the league, everybody is capable of beating everyone else, and um, nor delighted obviously to take seven points out of nine. But, um, you know, we look at the other games in between them, the Kilkenny and the, and the Cork game as well. Their games, we need to be picking points up in as well, you know, if we want to try and push on up the league. We said a couple of weeks ago that you're aiming to catch up with the likes of Corks and, and Shelburne's now. With the results that have gone in the, in the last couple of weeks, you've closed that gap again to only a couple of points. Yeah, that's, again, that's my goal. Every game, you know, I'm taking one week at a time. Every match is all about winning the next game and... Lucy Hannah made a return to Galway a big, a big huge addition to get back into the squad especially considering she stepped stood away to play Gaelic football earlier in the season to get her back is a great addition isn't it? Yeah Lucy delighted to have her back on board you know Lucy's been training with the last few weeks you know but it's going to take her a bit of time to get up to speed with the rest of the girls you know but again you know I have limited um, I've only have seen limited bits of Lucy you know she's been up training we played a couple of training games down here and she's Obviously, there's a bit of quality about her, you know, so uh, hopefully get a bit of game time now over the coming weeks and push on and improve the squad in general, you know. The signing of Chloe Singleton seemed to have surprised quite a few people that she left Piedmont to come down to play for Galway. It's a great addition for your side, and we've seen her playing again at the weekend. Chloe, yeah. Um, yeah, Chloe came in there, you know, d- delighted to have her since she came in, I suppose, uh, she came on for maybe 20 minutes down in Cork she's done excellent down there and the following week when we played uh, just I suppose just before kickoff, one of the girls got injured and that put her in the start at 11 and look she was outstanding in that initial game and again at the weekend she was top class again I think for a 16 year old coming in she played two consecutive 90 minutes and she hasn't been out of her depth you know at all so delighted to have her um Then you spoke about uh, we spoke about Chloe there, but you also had Rachel Baines, Luc- Lucia, and so the four of them are called up to the under nineteen squad last week. You must have been pleased over that. spoke the last time about Saif being the possibility of being pushed up and towards even the senior squad because she was in around the last year whereas she's gaining a lot of experience and then seeing the other girls gain that sort of experience as well with the under 19s can only help as well going forward yeah yeah Saif again she was outstanding last day you know sort of Saif is just a bit of quality about her you know she has a trick she has a bit of pace she's a good footballer Um, there's no reason why Saif can't eventually push on you know and, you know her eye has to be on that international under 19 team and up down the road the senior international team I think she's 
You've seen this this um come with the internet with the university games coming up. A lot of sides have had games called off. You you just decided to play Wexford at the weekend. What was the the thinking behind that about maybe not looking for that game to be postponed? No, well, I must be saying look, Wexford didn't look for it to get called off. We weren't going looking for it to get called off. We're quite happy. Um, look, we have a squad. Look, we're missing a few. It gives opportunities to others. You know, uh, for us, it's about you know trying to possibly a few players and get them a bit of game time I'm more surprised Wexford didn't look for getting called off because they're missing two or three and they're up the top end of the table pushing for the league no I'm quite happy I wouldn't go looking for any game to get called off to be honest Aaron. you know we just have to deal with it that's what we have the squad for after running them close in Ferry Car Park earlier on the season you'd be hopeful that you can push them again this weekend yeah look we're, again every game I think we can take points off anyone and beat anyone you know, again this weekend is a big one for us. Again, we're missing a few girls at the World Shooting Games. We're lighting the ground. We're missing another, you know, five or six players for other commitments. And then um, we just get on with it. You know, but any of the girls that come in, they get in, they get an opportunity, they do a job, you know. And, and in the last, you know, five or six weeks, things are sort of coming together overall. And it's good for us that we're getting more bodies on the pitch. I'm learning more about the player, the fringe players. They're getting a bit of game time and they're pushing. You know, it's, it's getting harder for me to pick the start 11. The last time we spoke, you said you'd only introduced a new strength and conditioning program for the girls. How have you found that benefits? Have you seen much benefits of the girls coming on in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, look, we're six weeks into it now. Um, and, you know, ideally it wasn't the right time to start, <laughs> start doing it, you know, in the middle of the season. But I think already we're seeing the, the benefits of it, you know. Um, we go in once a week, an hour, and um, the girls are enjoying it. It's tough, hard work, but um, yeah, I definitely think long term it's going to benefit us, and it's something we'll be looking to keep going, going forward. You know, it's, it's I think it's an integral part of the game. You know, when we played Wexford last time down in Limerick, I think it was you know it was women against girls. You know, were physically outpowered us. You know, out muscled us. They were winning more challenges. You know, but you know this. We're only six weeks into it. We probably won't see the full rewards of it till next season. But um, I think it's, it, it, it will have a great benefit for us going forward. Especially having a lot of younger kids as well. It'll have the benefit because they, some of them wouldn't mind even have seen a gym programme before. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's the way things are going. Uh, you know, we have to... You know, me as the manager of all the football club, I have to give us the best opportunity we have to progress and give the girls within our club the best chance to go on and progress you know, internationally, you know, at under 17, under 19, senior women's, and if we're not doing this down here, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to get them opportunities. I need to be able to, you know, let them be the best they can be, put all the tools in place that they can go on and compete at the highest level with Galway and at international level, and that's what I'm trying to do, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see the rewards and we get a few more international call-ups, because there's a few younger girls down here in Galway who are more than capable of pushing on. Like we've seen, it must be, especially even for Maeve de Burke, it must be a huge opportunity for her now if she keeps working hard to get back into that side as well. Ah, well, look, to be honest, the last four or five games, Maeve has been outstanding. She's played right back, left back, centre half, number six, and she's been absolutely outstanding for us. So I know there's a squad coming up next month, and I, to be honest, she has to be knocking on the door there if the games have been watched, because um, against UCD, the last day of UCD, had four or five international players. I don't think any of them would have matched May's performance the last day. And the same with Chelwood the week before. You know, if you were looking at the best players on the pitch in the UCD and Chelsea games, Maeve de Borca was in the top one or two out of the 22 on the pitch. So I'd say, look, she has to be knocking on the door. If the international manager is looking at the games, which I'm sure he is, um, he'll make the right decision, hopefully. And even the likes of Shauna Fox and Lisa Casley, they have a prime opportunity to impress Colin Bell in, in Taiwan for the, for the shooting games. Yeah, well, look, he's going to have first-hand experience with them for them girls for the next three or four weeks. You don't walk there. You get to know an awful lot about them very quickly. So um, it's up to them now to see that opportunity when they're over there and make an impression and push on. You know, I'm sure if they go do well over there for Colin and the international team, I'm sure he'd be thinking in the back of his mind, you know, are these game girls capable of stepping up to the senior international team? Because I, uh, I think he's quoted as saying, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that gap you know, between under-19 and senior international where players can go on and excel, you know, for the universities. And I'm sure he's looking at the players that are on, on that squad to, as possibilities for the international team. 
like just one final question. Like we see with a lot of people in uh, players in Ireland when they get to under nineteens level, some of them don't seem to make the step up to senior level. So how important is it to have this opportunity of like your uh, World Games every couple of years for players who are in college that they can try make the gap because it is a huge jump from nineteens to senior level. I'd be disappointed because like we've seen this season the men's university team probably played about 10 games from September before the squad is even announced for the for the for the games whereas the women haven't even played any like that's the sort of thing that if we want to bridge these gaps we need to do the same for the men as we do for the women seen in February with the uh, February March with the protest for the women's national team where there was issues over training facility, training gear and like gym memberships and all could this be the start of it now that because this has brought such attention that they're now going to look on onus that they need to improve the women's game off the field as well as on the field with, with better facilities and better opportunities for the girls uh, look you can't be always, we can't always be going to the FBI it's the, the clubs as well we have an onus to do it that's the thing. We have to put the things in place locally, you know, whether it be Cork, Kilkenny, Limerick, Wexford, whoever it may be. You know, we set the, the standard locally and, you know, and then the girls, I think the FBI have to take note of them. You know, if, if we're getting the results, the FBI, I think, have put structures in place down through the years to make things better. You look at the emerging talent program for the, the underage boys teams. It's been in place now for 10, 12 years. All of a sudden, because of that program in place, the results at the international underage level have, I think, definitely improved. I don't know the stats, but I know they've, they've been competitive and they've excelled in the last number of years. You know, Colin O'Brien there about the under-17s last year, Tom Mullen is involved there. That just didn't happen overnight. And now, I suppose, the girls' programme is just starting off the last couple of years, the emerging talent. And I suppose we, we reap the rewards of possibly in 10 years' time, just as, the, as in the boys' game. Yeah, like we've seen, like even if you look at it in recent years, in 2010, the, the girls under 17s got to the World Cup quarter final, where we've had girls' teams in the semi finals and, and finals of European Championships. So there's a lot there for girls to aspire for, but they just need to work hard. Well, as I said to our girls down here, there's huge opportunities for girls to go on and represent Ireland. You know, the doors are there to be opened. You go down there, I suppose, to take, for example, the Gainer Cups. You go down there under 14, under 16 leveling, under 12. You have all the FBI staff are down there. They're all scouting the games. They're all doing player identification. They're all earmarking possible players for the international teams coming up. And, um, you know, they, they, once they get in that environment where they're with the elite players, training with the elite players, playing elite games, you know, but for me as the coach down in Galway, I need to put the things in place to give them players the best opportunity when they come and train with me, whether it be strength and condition, giving them nutrition advice. Look, the international 
one last question. Could it be something that we could possibly see, especially for the National League, that maybe clubs looking to tie in with local universities? As you see, you talk about like getting in strength and conditioning. Like the top universities could have their own sports course where they have strength and conditioning coaches. Like we could tie in with them to whereas we're saying that the girls, the clubs are doing more to get these sort of things in place, whereas they could use the expertise that are available to them. And where people would say lead the experience that these clubs and go say okay there's 10 strength and conditioning coaches here they can work with two, say one two of your teams yeah absolutely but tying in with the national universities is a big thing I know like you look at Cork City down there they're tied in with you know UCC Dundalk League of Ireland that was what I'm talking about they're tied in with Dundalk IT Sligo Sligo IT you know they're using their facilities their expertise whether it be you know for marketing you know social media strength and conditioning whatever it may be whatever skill set is within the university I suppose they're tapping into it and getting what they can out of it. Um, but, you know, I know in a number of universities they're using it for video analysis and that sort of stuff. But um, it's definitely something that needs to be looked at, you know. But I suppose, I know, I know from our own club, we have small clubs, small committee, bodies are light on the ground. You know, it's, it's hard to get people to go out and get all these things done. Uh, and I'm sure that's the same, whether it be Cork, Wexford, I'm sure it's across the country. It's getting more people involved at committee level. Um, to try and you know liaise with colleges um, and businesses in general around your, your local community that's, um, that might benefit the club Galway really made Eamon DC Park a hard place to come in recent weeks with 7 points from the last 9 available at home especially against 3 of the top 4 sides in the country this weekend against Wesley it'll be another interesting test not only for Galway but I'm sure people at Piedmont will be watching on carefully especially as Wexford have played the 2 games in hand this week so they could easily go back top 6 points top of the table Billy also raised some interesting points about you can't always rely on the FAI to do everything and sometimes the club needs to take more of an issue on their own our final guest of the show has had a, has had a busy week and a bit seven, 3 games in the last 7 days for Cork but Frank is professional enough and doesn't, doesn't give out about it he just gets on with the situation and it's always interesting to chat to him so here's my interview with Frank Keller Frank welcome back to the programme uh, it's great to be back Aaron thanks very much for the call yeah um, we'll start off with last weekend, Shelburne away. You disappointed not to get something out again? Definitely, to be honest with you. Um, it was one of those situations where we started very brightly. Um, you know, we had a, a game plan in terms of playing against Shelburne, and I guess, you know, we've been ahead in three matches against them this season, 1 0. Um, and again, we got, we got a good goal, a good shot from Claire Shine and Christine Green. Arnold signing came in and finished off. So, you know, we started very brightly and I think we deserve to get that that, that lead, really. Um, but obviously we weren't able to hold on to it. You've seen even in the last 15 minutes, you sort of changed your formation a little bit and you, you went at them and you, you had them pinned back for quite a lot. We did, yeah. We, when we were 2-1 down at that point, we changed the formation to a 3-5-2. We brought Mary Barrett on the left side to declare back the back three. And then we were able to push... You know, the, the two wide players much higher and we did pin them back yeah, and they found that difficult to deal with. Um, and we nearly pinched an equaliser, you know, it's just one of those situations. Even though they had a couple of chances as well that on another day might have went in for them. But yeah, I was very pleased with the last 15 minutes in terms of we really took the game to them, yeah. Christina Dream seems to be a, an excellent find for yourself. It was only her second appearance for the side. She didn't look like somebody who hadn't played a lot of National League football before. Absolutely. I mean, she's been pretty much a revelation for us since she's come in. So she would have been an academy player and her local club would have been Caroline United. And we had found out about her, I suppose, a while back and we invited her out to training. Um, she'd been involved with the Cork under 18 team as well that won the All-Ireland this year. So for a month she came out and trained with us and did really well and inevitably we wanted to sign her then and yeah she seems up to speed with it fairly quickly which is good her link up play with Shine and Saoirse Neonan was unbelievable on Saturday like you could you, you'd have sworn the three of them would play together for at least a season or two absolutely that was a surprise really in the sense that you know she's obviously a, a, an intelligent footballer she can play both sides drop in play around the corner stretch the opposition but her combination play with uh, Serge and Claire surprised us it really did um, I think she's a great find for the football club to be honest you've seen you've brought in quite a few players during the window um, you, you spoke with Mary Barrett come back you also yes. have Courtney O'Keefe and a few others it was important to bring in players especially after losing Evelyn Daly wasn't it? absolutely it is I mean it 
which was really important. You've mentioned those three signings and they just bolster the squad, really. Evelyn Daly is going to be a huge loss for us, you know, one of the most dynamic midfielders in the game, really, in the Women's National League. But it's a fantastic opportunity for her to go to Bakersfield in the States. But yes, we need is to try and bring um, more players in. Mary Barrett gives us that width on the left-hand side, being a left-footed player. He gives it that extra that extra dimension, that extra 10 yards. Um, Courtney is a good, uh, a very good player as well. Um, is a right-back really, or can play centre-back. And obviously we've got Christine in as well, which is good. Like even considering like where some you haven't had possibly the results you would have liked of in recent weeks, you're still right behind the likes of Shelbourne and UCD. I think, you know, it's one of those situations that we are gaining experience year on year. So, you know, I think that the players are now together as a group for the last three seasons, and the majority of them. And I think that shows in our performances in terms of how we've closed the gap on the top teams, how we're still in, you know, a good position with five games to go. Um, in the league season and it, it's due to their hard work and their commitment really um, but the fact that they now are playing together some of them three seasons they have this this understanding as, as a group and I think that's that's very important that's probably what's made the difference I think this season Was it important that you got a response out of your side on Saturday after the result midweek against UCD? Yeah that was a huge thing I mean it was really important we spoke about the fact that we let ourselves down as a group you know, after the UCD game, it just wasn't how we we played this season. Now, not take away from UCD, they had a fantastic performance. Noel has done a great job with them as well. But I do think that we needed to get a response. And I think we got that response from them, even though we came out the, 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 the wrong side on a 2-1 defeat. We certainly got the response we wanted. I think we put in an excellent performance, yeah. No games now for your side for a couple of weeks. In a way, I must be disappointed, but on the other side, you must be extremely pleased to see several of your players being called into the university squad. Oh, it's fantastic to have to have players um, being called in. I mean, our two goalkeepers are up in the university squad, and Kara McNamara, our captain, who's had a fantastic season for us, and you know Katie McCarthy, who's for me, I've Katie's been with the club a long time. I've only been working with her for three years, but she's had an absolutely magnificent season this year. Um, you know, it's great to see her finally get the recognition as a top a top player. I think she's now in the university setup. She's been called into the home base selection for, for training sessions in September. And that's really good for her as well. And it's really good for the club, yeah. Like her performance this evening on Saturday, she was very good in the middle. She's very good on the ball. Like she doesn't give the ball away that much now. Absolutely. Her ball retention is excellent. And believe it or not, she was injured. <laughs> in the sense that we knew we'd only get 60 minutes out of her. She picked up a knock in training on, on Monday night and we were resting her for the rest of the week. And she, you know, in fairness to her, you know, she said, look, Frank, I'll give you 60 minutes the best I can. It's just the injury. She wasn't 100% and I thought she did really well. But yes, her ball retention now is much, much better. And her overall sort of management of the game, I think she sets the tempo for the team a lot. was very, very good indeed, yeah. It would have been quite disappointing if you had to play games without especially your two goalkeepers and the other two girls would have been disappointing if the games had had a went ahead wouldn't it have been Frank? I think so I think you know we're not the only team in this position really there are other teams who have um, who have represented us at the Irish um, University with the Irish University teams and I think I think you know the Women's National League made the right decision really you know because it is very important that every time you know that players aren't available at international level you know to make it fair on everybody else as well so I was really delighted with that decision really I think it made it made sense yeah it's interesting that two of the clubs Wexford and Galway are actually playing their games while the girls are away it's, it's, a, deci- right, it's yeah. a decision that, that some people are surprised with yeah I think it is a surprise but I guess you know it's it's a decision you know the other clubs decided that they, they, they would go this route and I think that's has happened in Galway and, and Wexford obviously decided to play um, I, you know I, I guess it's it's for their organisations really um, to make that decision at the end of the day you know It's good to see that your, your cup semi-final as well won't be affected but the only problem is that we could possibly see a situation where it's played midweek rather than being played at a weekend Yes yes, that could happen yeah um, and I mean that's the situation that you face you know there will be changes 
schedule in the calendar throughout the year and I think you just have to prepare for that you know if you know we get enough notice and that and yes it means a trip to Dublin on a Wednesday but you know we, we we're, we're looking forward to that you know it's a first cup semi-final for a while and, and it'll be good to, to, to go there you know We've seen last week you played midweek, and this week again you're playing midweek. What was the decision to bring the Lakewood game forward? Well, I think fundamentally it was because of the fact that our players would be on international duty with the the World Student Games, so that was a decision that we felt we'd like to have our full selection available to us. I mean, Lakewood qualified for the Intermediate Cup final yesterday with a very good win. They're a good side, and I think, you know... You underestimate teams at your peril, really. I think we wanted to have our full squad available for selection, which is why we, you know, we we spoke to um, obviously the FEI and, and to Lakewood about this to do to make sure that that happened. It's interesting the date actually for the original fixture because the original fixture was supposed to be played the same weekend as the League Cup semi final, so obviously it would have had to be moved anyway. So having the opportunity to play before the girls go seems. The proper, the proper idea because as you said you'll have a full strength side and it shows that you're not showing Lakewood some disrespect by say, saying oh we play with four players missing of course not no because I mean Lakewood are a very good side Craig Robinson has done a great job with that, with that group and I think it was important that you know you absolutely pay your every opposition the respect you know because they deserve it. and I think you know it made sense to us to have our full selection available because this is a competition that we take very seriously you know it's the national it's the national competition, and I think you you know you have to make those decisions to make sure that you're at full strength. Yeah, it's fair to say your forward line is now firing, and probably on on, on not necessarily all cylinders, but about 90 percent with Sarah chipping in with some goals and Claire now. Yes, indeed. Yeah, they've they've had a great season so far. Really, Claire has sort of had a great season in terms of she's joined top score at the moment, and Sarah has been has been chipping in as well and as I said to you in the previous programme you know they have this chemistry the way they play together you know their movements they mirror each other an awful lot um, and it's been great and obviously with Christina coming in now um, she's only going to learn from those players as well and I think going forward they look a, a good front three yeah we spoke after the Piedmont game when Saoirse Newman was missing and we said it was evident that like when Claire dropped deep she seemed to be getting out of the game a little bit whereas on Saturday when she dropped deep you could see Sergio stayed further forward like that's the option that you have now with the interlinking of them two it is uh, it is and that's what we speak about you know in terms of our preparation for games is that you know we we have that pivot if you like between Sergio and Claire so one of them will always try and stretch the opposition back four if one drops in between the lines and therefore they reverse that role as well when they need to um, and that has worked out very well for us, yeah, it has. I mean, the goal that we got against Wexford was exactly where Sergio pivoted in between the lines, got on the ball and hit a 20-yard pass over the top to clear and clear finished. And that's something that we work on a lot in training, getting that those movements um, between them. Yeah, we do that. How hard will it be, though, Frank, to keep the whole intensity up for the next couple of weeks with no games? Well, we have a couple of scheduled games that we're going to get some friendlies organised. Okay, it's not at Women's National League level, but we will be training three times a week, um, which is what we we normally do when we're on a break to keep everybody involved. It will be more difficult with their with their World Student Games players away, um, but you know it's it's we've looked at the schedule. We have a couple of games that will happen um, in that period, so we we keep things ticking over. And you'll be looking then to come back in the second half of the season and push on once again because it's fair to say while you haven't got all the results you wanted, your side have probably played some excellent football this year. We have. We've we've really played some good football this year. Um, it's 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 part of our philosophy at the club really to play attractive football, to try and play play out from the back and build through the thirds, and obviously you know change it up when we need to go long and turn the defence. So we, we we have that variability in it. But we, we worked on that, I suppose, over the last year, really, to try and play good football, yeah. It's very important, I think. Unfortunately, folks, that's all we have time for on this week's show. Next week, we hope to bring you some sort of a preview of Shelbourne's UEFA Women's Champions League campaign, which begins in Belfast on August the 22nd against Metaconan. Also, don't forget that there's two National League games this weekend, plus an FAI Cup game also on this weekend. Tomorrow evening, Shelbourne hosting Wexford in the AOL at 7 o'clock which is quite a key game of football for both sides. Both teams need a win. A win for Wexford sends them back top, while a win for Shelburne will help to close the gap on Wexford 
and also tomorrow evening in Cork City. Cork hosts Lakewood in the first round of the FA in the FAI Cup. Also on Saturday, then we have the game between Wexford and Galway in Ferry Carrick Park. As Billy said, it's a, it's a it's a huge game for Galway, but it's also a huge game for Wexford because two wins this week could make Wexford open a six point gap on P Mount, which would be vital coming back in after the um after the break. 